I wonder if you've ever considered the difference between your human and your being. You are listening to the Get Unstuck podcast with me, your host, Laura Husson. I am delighted to have you here. This podcast was being created to inspire, educate and facilitate shifts that get you unstuck, clear and moving in your life and business. Expect tips, advice and real life stories of people just like you who've gone from unclear and stuck to create an extraordinary success. It's time to let go of the how and step into the now. Hello, hello and welcome, welcome to this brand new episode of the Get Unstuck podcast. As always, I am your host, Laura Husson, and today I have a gorgeous guest. Her name is Erin Lindstrom. If you have never met Erin before, you are in for an absolute treat. I feel like every time Erin and I get together to create something, magic happens. And as you'll hear her say in the interview, that is not unique just to her and I. (laughs) That is Erin's story wherever she goes. This was such a timely, timely chat because just before Erin and I were due to record, I had had some really sad news. And I was messaging Erin saying, you know, how are you feeling? What's your vibe like today? I'm not really sure if I'm in the place to record or not because I've had this sad news. And of course, Erin being Erin, as you will quickly get the gist of when you listen to this in this, it's not even an interview, this conversation, Erin was like, well, we could just jump on and be really real. And I was like, whoa, yes, please, let's do it. So that's exactly what we did. Now you're going to hear us talk about being all of you, which is just such a brilliant follow on to everything I've been speaking about recently with starting the travel business and all of the things that came up for me around what will people think if I'm doing more than one thing. And just really tapping into recognizing the difference between when you are checking in with your human and checking in with your being. So I'm going to hand straight over to this interview. I cannot wait to hear what you think uh, to the conversation. I know it's going to spark so many things for you. Every single piece that we spoke about could have spanned off like 25 different conversations. So I should imagine we will be expecting a follow-up to this gorgeous, gorgeous episode. So if you love this, Erin and I would absolutely love to see you screenshot, share on your Instagram stories or wherever you share on social media. I am at Totally Laura. Go ahead and tag me so I can come and thank you for listening. And Erin is Erin Lindstrom. We are really keen to hear what comes for you following this episode. So if you're not already a member, come and join the Shift Seekers community where we're going to be able to talk about this behind the scenes. And you never know, I may be able to tempt Erin in for a behind the scenes, deeper conversation. Let's go. Welcome, Erin, to the Get Unstuck podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me back. Always. I love it so much that we do this. And oh my gosh. So the people listening can't see you, but I was just saying before we hit record how Erin is like (laughs) holding her microphone, like she's like on location reporting. And I was like, I kind of want to hold my microphone now because it looks so cool. (laughs) It's a bit of an Oprah vibe, like we're sitting and having a conversation, but like I'm in control, you know? (laughs) Yes. And I am picking up that vibe because I have all the envy and mine is like mounted in this cage thing. So I have to just, I'm just going to hold my hand like this. So it feels like I'm doing it too. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. It gives me that celebrity vibe. And I recently did the wealth dynamics thing and I'm a star personality and I'm like, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I remember that you and a couple of the others in our group, because we're in a mastermind Mm -hmm. together, are also stars. I was expecting to be a star and I am not. What are you? And now you're going to ask me what I am and I've forgotten, but I'm not a star. (laughs) What are the other ones? Mm. <laughs> I know. I don't remember the other ones. There's a I was not lord for this conversation. The which one? I know. A lord? No. No. That's the only one that I've retained. So <laughs> Yeah, I'd be making it up if I said. So we'll Okay. There, we'll come back a very to that in another loop. episode. <laughs> Here's the open loop. Anyway, on that open loop, let's move on. 
<laughs> Next. <laughs> All right. So, Erin, I would love you to, in your own words, just introduce who Erin Lindstrom is in this moment in this universe we're in. Oh, okay. So hi, I'm Erin Lindstrom. I am a sales strategist and mindset coach for five, six, seven, eight figure <laughs> business owners. Um, and I'm a mom. I'm part of a blended family. I am uh, dating. I'm passionate about revamping the foster care system and showing up for vulnerable kids in our world. And yeah, I'm a comedian too when it's safe to perform. <laughs> and when it's not safe, I'll do it in a safe way. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I so feel that. And do you know what I love? Everything you just said. So for context, to rewind, before we came on, I voxed Erin and said, we're due to have our podcast interview today. How are you feeling? Because I know you haven't been feeling 100% this week. So I was mm -hmm. like, just want to check in. How are you feeling? And like an hour ago, I had just had some really sad news. And we were like, oh my gosh, you know, like, well, let's just hop on and chat. And then you were like, well, why don't we just hop on and just be really real and talk about where we are? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, I've literally been talking on my Instagram stories this week about because I started my travel business and I'm talking mm -hmm. about that. And I'm like, is it okay for me to talk about this? Am I like where I talk about subconscious transformation? And I really am embracing the thing about being all of me yeah. and what that feels like. And when you suggested that, I was like, oh, this fits with the being all of me thing. And then when you describe that and you give that intro, it's like, oh God, there's just so much permission for people to be like, oh, and I'm this, and I'm that, and I'm that. You don't mm -hmm. have to anymore put yourself in a box to say, I'm so-and-so and I help, blah, 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 right. da, 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 da. the end. Yep. We spend so much time and money on figuring out that like perfect packaging and positioning. So like you will receive me exactly as I intend. So you'll take the next step. And I kind of feel like, nah, <laughs> like, yeah. like here, this is who I am. There's different parts of me. It would be weird if I only cared about marketing and mindset. Like the truth is I'm a full person. I care about a lot of different things and I'm going to tell you about them. And I in the kindest way, like, don't care where you go from there. Like, if you're meant to work with me, you'll work with me. If you're meant to just say hi, cool, we'll say hi. Like, maybe we'll collaborate on something totally different, or maybe I'm not for you, and that's great. Yes, but do you know what? Like, I know that it it hasn't always been this easy mm -hmm. to be able to say, well, here I am, here's mm -hmm. all of me, like, take what you like, or like, you know, is there anything you want here? <laughs> Yeah. Is there a part of me that's even worth yeah. it, anything? Yeah. Yes. And I and so like I can feel and see in you the like even when you started and you were like, yes, and I help these people at like six, seven, eight, la 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 la. Like even that has this like just sense of ease and surety about it that I know hasn't always been who you are. Like you haven't right. always owned that. Right. Yeah. It's Where's like that come from? Well, I think it's like it's development, right? And so the level of I've not always known exactly, I've known pieces of myself, right? And had to kind of explore all of them to get to the full picture. And mm. it's still in progress. I don't know who I'm going to be in 10 years, right? But I feel like the consistency of showing up and exploring has brought me to the place of like, oh, this is who, <laughs> this is who I am. And it's fun and it's easy. And like, and there's ups and downs because I'm a human, but my yeah. being is like locked in. I got that part. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And I love that. And on our mastermind calls, I know that you often ask the question, like, you know, how is your human and how is your being? Yeah. And I love that split out. So can you just talk a bit about that to us? Because that really feels, I feel that when we do that on those yeah. calls. So 100%. And that question, I feel like I started asking it like maybe two years ago, it kind of like came to me and we started like exploring it. And I'm so grateful for our group and for the just the ability to have really dynamic conversations like that. And the way that I first intended it was like, okay, how's your human? Like, how are you dealing with this moment today? Like, are you stressed? Are you anxious? What's happening in your body? And then on the other hand, how's your being? Like, are you connected to your purpose? Do you feel like you know your why? Are you, even though shit is happening on earth and you might be struggling right this minute, overall, are you okay? Yeah. Um, and when we can kind of separate those, I think it's really empowering for people because you can realize that like I have problems, but I am not a problem. 
Yes. Yeah. And so it it just gives us a different kind of lens to look at everything through and to check in with ourselves, which I actually think the practice of doing is how we rebuild trust in a world that's undergoing a complete trust crisis. Mm. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> again, so many things. And I know we do this every time we speak. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. <laughs> We're like, okay. It's like every little sentence is like, okay, now I have 17 possible pathways. Which yes. one am I going down? <laughs> I That yes, I said before when you said about like, you know, I'm not a problem, right? Mm-hmm. There, like there's a problem that I'm not mm-hmm. being, I'm not a problem. Um, the yes, like that came out of me then was like, it just flew out of my body. It was like, yeah. it wasn't even my conscious being going, oh yes, I have like some interaction to go here. It was like, this was like involuntary, like, yes. Mm-hmm. And this is why when we talk about that, I feel it. Like it is a, like a spiritual feeling of, oh yeah, like can we, oh my gosh, like a, a craving of like, why has nobody ever asked me this question before? Yeah. Why have we never split out the human being into the human and the being. Right. We play, so we spend so much time, I think, like in school and like with our parents, like before we hit consciousness and really sort of understanding how our subconscious minds and like everything that you teach, right? Our world is not set up for that. We've totally focused on humanity, stripped away the beingness. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is, if we're spiritual beings having a human experience, there's both. And I yes. think it's fascinating. One of the things that I've been talking about a lot lately is the um, concepts of trust and faith. And typically in our current culture, those are really kept for inside church and religion. And yeah. I just think that's a ridiculous <laughs> because like that's taking a piece of us and putting it in one place that many people don't feel safe to go to mm. and to have those conversations. And so even that in itself, there's a whole trust issue, right? Like the idea of faith to many people is like, ew, gross. I don't do that. And when you're building a business or when you're becoming yourself, when you're living a life and, you know, receiving more and more, I think faith is really important. And Mm. so kind of like taking it back from the patriarchy, really, um, and redefining it for ourselves and, and reforming a healthy relationship with it is one of the most important things we can do. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I could not agree with this more. And it brings up so many... Oh, so many just like preconceived notions, like even just the word, okay, so the word church, right? Yeah. Like not even talking, like even just in the non-denominational sense, just the word church is so triggering. I just got so hot. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like, oh, I can't sit in the same position when I say that. I want to go back to something you said before, which was around we were just talking about who we are in the moment and I don't know who I'm going to be in 10 years time. Mm -hmm. And when you said that, it reminded me of when Chris and I got married, Mm -hmm. I remember us saying, like we wrote our own vows and it was very low key. We got married in my dad's back garden. And I remember us saying, or I remember Chris saying to me and I could not understand it at the time. He said something around like, you know, basically choosing that again, like choosing it, not just like, oh, well you get married on one day and that's Mm -hmm. that and you make your promise. It's actually a case of choosing it or mm-hmm. like every day, choosing it again, almost like you have to do your vows again, again, again. And we were talking about like renewing our vows because we never had like a photographer or did the whole big wedding thing. We were mm-hmm. like, well, maybe when we've been married 10 years, we'll renew our vows. And Chris is like, well, if we're doing that, we have to get divorced first so that we can do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, let me take you back to the thing where we get to say our vows, honor our vows, be the embodiment of the vows. And it's not about the piece of paper that says we're married. It's about the intention of us making the choice. Yes. And so it was so, I don't know why that brought me back to that. But when you said that, like, I don't know who I'm going to be in 10 years, what we were building into us choosing each other is that that thing that I had never comprehended before of like, I'm choosing this now. Mm-hmm. And I choose to continue choosing this as we each evolve as human beings. Yes. And I feel like I do that with my friends too. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't got a like legal agreement around it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yep. I feel like it's what's really important to me is to continue when people say it takes a lot of work to like have a relationship. Yes, that's true. And I like romance and all the rest of it, but it's true mm-hmm. on all levels. Mm-hmm. Like we all have to like hear each other, understand each other, evolve sometimes watch, sometimes not like it and still be there throughout. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about that, 
or when you said that, like, I don't know who I'm going to be in 10 years. I know for some people that's really unsettling. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, it's really exciting. Yeah. So I'd love you to speak a bit about like, how do you feel about that? And how does it yeah. play out? Oh, I love that. And so I find it really interesting because romantic relationships are, <laughs> in my opinion anyway, like they're very much the embodiment of this divine love on earth, right? Mm-hmm. And we're giving it to another person. We're holding space. It's, the, it's similar with parenting. Different, but similar in that you really are bringing in the characteristics that we consider holy, like grace and love and staying in that like all forgiving, I love you, I'm here for you no matter what, yeah. while holding space for yourself as a human who's also like, turn off the TV, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're imperfect because we're not just beings, we're human beings, right? And our kids at the same time, like they're learning how to be themselves through that love. So what came up for me as you were sharing that is I always choose a word for the year mm-hmm. and uh, two years ago, I th- maybe three years ago at this point, my word for the year was partnership, but not, mm-hmm. and it always came with this caveat, not with someone else, but with myself. And I wanted to intentionally create a relationship with my higher self or God or the universe, whatever, that that was me taking that vow of, okay, Mm -hmm. if I were really in a relationship with my higher self, who's like, you know, the kindest, most loving, most badass version of me, if I had to go to her and be like, hey, this is the decision I'm thinking about honey. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what do you think about this? Like, would she agree with me? Like, how would she talk to me about it? And almost gave myself permission to play both of those roles, to go back and forth between my human self and my being self so that it was a conscious relationship that I was creating and building, which sounds a little weird, but like I needed that to have the, to think about it in that way, to go meet with myself. Um, And there's something else that always comes up for me here too, which is a story. So I mentioned before I do work with the foster care system and I support a nonprofit locally and all of that jazz. And the director of the nonprofit that I work with, she's told me a story. So they have a tutoring program and the tutors will go to the houses of kids who are in foster care into the foster home and help them with their schoolwork because most kids have missed out on school. They've not shown up all the time and or they've had stressors of very adult problems that haven't allowed them the time and space to actually focus on their schoolwork, right? So it's important that they just have some extra encouragement. And what happens is when the tutor first goes, the kid is usually like, nope, bye, like, and will Mm -hmm. not even come downstairs. Then the tutor goes back and they're like, nope, like, fuck you, leave, like, not happening. The tutor goes back the next week and they're like, hey, and they'll go downstairs but not do anything. Then the Mm. tutor usually calls the director and is like, hey, (laughs) I'm really happy to do this. I think, you know, I'm not offended or anything like that, but I want to make sure you're getting your money's worth. So like maybe you want to pick a different tutor. And the director time after time is like, thank you so much. No, keep going. Like just keep going. And Mm. the tutor will show up again and the kid will come and be like, nope, fuck you, bye. (laughs) And then come back again. And eventually the kid will sit down and they might not do any schoolwork that day. But the next week, the kid comes downstairs, they sit down, they do five minutes. The next week, the kid comes down and they do 10 minutes. And it's this building relationship. And what I see that as is the tutor is always there just sitting at the table, not making the child wrong for their reaction because it is an attachment thing and there is trauma there. And the best thing you can do in that situation is just sit at the table and like be open and let them have their experience. And to me, that really like is the idea of the being sitting at the table while my human might be like, I'm not doing my purpose work. I'm not building my business. I'm going to go have this very distracting relationship and not show up for myself. You know what I mean? My being is always there and is like, okay, like when you're, whenever you're ready, I'm here, but there's no shame. There's no guilt. It's just love. And that kind of like I always come back to that too. So when it's like when we're really associating with the human part of ourselves that is having the ups and downs and the stress and the anxiety, your being is always there sitting at the table ready for you. It's just a a matter of you feeling safe enough and kind of building that relationship of, oh, I trust that you're still there. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. And this reminds me of when I used to have horses. Because it's the same thing. So like there's that same thing of just being present and being patient. And it takes a lot of not being in your own, like like you said, not being offended, not taking it personally, just being able to be there and hold the intention that 
this is going to like the gap is closing. Yes. You know, the gap is closing and I'm just here holding space for the gap to close. And I remember that. And I, and I feel the same, like when we've had like a puppy or we've had like, or people's nervous dogs, animals just in general across the board, I feel like it's this, and I'm not comparing children to animals to be clear, (laughs) but it's it's this, this, yeah, it's the trust. That's it. And it's that nonverbal communication to demonstrate that you are somebody who can be trusted, that you are safe. Yes. And I feel like that is such a gorgeous example. All of that is such gorgeous examples of the embodiment of that. Yeah. And we both have um, teaching in our backgrounds, which I feel like is the same thing. Like, yeah. I remember when I, I when I lived in London, I was teaching in preschool and there was this child who I loved and he was like the challenging kid. Like the other teachers really couldn't deal with him because he was frustrating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hi. Like, and just loved him. You know what I mean? And showing up like that, he completely morphed. Like it took time, but the mm. way that he interacted once he trusted that I wasn't going to get mad and push him away, like yes. it, it transforms people and it you can does. transform yourself in that love too. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was just talking about this the other day and gosh, when I, I worked in two different schools in a city here in the UK and I remember one of them was like an, it was like a city center school where it was definitely in a less privileged area. Mm-hmm. And that was my first experience. And then I moved to a school that was like, I mean, it's one of those schools that thinks it's almost a private school. Like it was like, you know, the parents were very like, you know, they everybody had really good jobs and everybody had really high expectations and uniforms and all the things. I had the the richness of the experience with the kids who were at that city center school, who were just so grateful for that connection and that like, uh, what is it? Like it was almost like being unattached to the Mm -hmm. outcome Mm -hmm. in terms of like, I'm not looking at you. Like when I look at the child, I'm like, they, they feel I'm not looking at them expecting or waiting for them to mess up. That they like, they were like, oh, I have room for success here. I have room for growth. I have room for like fun and expansion. And you could feel that. I wouldn't have had that range of vocabulary to describe that at the time. Yeah. But it it was the feeling of it. And when I look back on both of those experiences, I remember that so often, even with some of my coaching clients, I see that similar thing play out. And it is that like, oh, you're uncomfortable right now because nobody's ever done this yes. for you before you've you've never been able to be you know I remember this on retreat when I was on retreat in Bali like just holding a really safe silent space mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable and it's it's confronting yes I had a moment like that too with one of one of our sisters so to speak right at one of my first shiny bitch events in New York City we like got paired up to do eye gazing and we mm-hmm. sat there and stared in each other's eyes for three minutes, which is so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And like, you know, she started like sobbing. And I think I started crying too because it's so intense and you're not usually just seen and held in love and light. Yeah. And then on a very like practical level too, I always, when I start talking about like holding space and what it means to kind of like you're in control of your feelings and your experience and all of that stuff. I use the example a lot of going to a store and when the cashier is kind of like nasty for no reason, like you don't have to respond to nastiness just because they did that. And that's such a human moment to just be like, uh, there's so many ways to take it, but either being like, just thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And like taking a moment to like see the person and what they're doing or, you know, if someone is lashing to be like, hey, like, have I done something to offend you? Like I didn't. It wasn't my intention. And just coming back to that like grace and like actually seeing someone instead of just being totally inhuman. Yes. It's really powerful. Yeah, it totally is. And I love that example because, you know, I know that so often, and I, I, I'm much more aware of this all around me now in, in other people. Like if somebody goes out and they, I don't know, they go out to do something and they interact with somebody like just maybe a cashier or somebody else mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my gosh, they were so rude to me. And they come back and they're all like, yes. and I, and I feel that because I'm like, oh, that's so interesting because mm-hmm. immediately when we do that, we're making it about us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, maybe it was nothing to do with you. Like exactly. you have no idea what their experience has been that day, that morning. And one of the things I know that like, I think it was in, 
NLP teachings that I really, I've heard it before, but it really, really struck me when I was, when I was learning it was around like everybody doing the absolute best that they can with the resources that are currently available to them. Mm -hmm. And I'd heard it before, but when I really, I really received it that time when I was, it was really like, yes, because, and this is, this is comes back to the conversation around choice, right? We're talking about this quite a lot right Mm -hmm. now. People saying, oh, everything's a choice. And it's like, yes. And the choices that any single one of us has available moment to moment, very wildly. So just because we say everything's a choice doesn't mean that I might not have the same choices that you have right now in this moment. Yep. So important. It's so important. Yep. It it comes up a lot in my parenting now too. I think, you know, as you kind of move into the work and change how you are, you just start to see it in all of your relationships. Yeah. Um, but I find that so helpful, just the idea of like you're doing the best when my son, <laughs> who I adore, I um, describe him sometimes as a Sour Patch Kid, like he's sour <laughs> on the outside, but sweet on the inside, because a lot of times he shows up in humanness, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and just kind of remembering that perspective of like, okay, you're screaming at me right now. I do not like it. My human wants to scream right back at you. Yeah. But my being is like, okay, you have a need that's unmet and you're trying you're trying to communicate it with me. So let me like look past the action that's being shown and look yes. at the the why behind it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I see this. And isn't it hard when you see this out and about? Yes. Yes. And like it takes oh, patience, it takes so capacity. Hard. Like yes. just the same way we don't all have the same choices. Like we don't all have the same capacity to actually think through all of that. When you're in survival mode, that bullshit is not available. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really is from a place of privilege that I can kind of slow down, right? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And I know that I've been in places before where I mean I had a I had a situation not that actually literally not long ago. Like mm-hmm. I can count it weeks, that's how recent it was, um, with my daughter. And we, we were trying to get on a boat uh, because we live on the island. So the island, you know, I call it the <laughs> island. Like yeah. there's no other islands, just the <laughs> island that I live on. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> anyway, we were due to go on the boat. And of course the boat is keeping to a schedule and it's not like m- making room for, oh, I'm having an emotional experience and I'm not really wanting to get on the boat right now. And I placed a lot of importance on being on that boat. Mm-hmm. over like making space for, oh, hold on, she's feeling something and it's not the end of the world if we're not on this boat. That was my, I would say, and I don't know if it's just because it's fresh. I don't think it is. I think it's true. I feel like that was my lowest moment of being a parent. Mm. I was, it was a mess. Like I was cross. I was loud. I was high pitched. We were in public and I was just like, it was like, what is even the panic? you know, but exactly what you're saying. Like afterwards, we were able to have an amazing conversation about it afterwards. And I'm glad it happened because nothing bad happened, Mm -hmm. but it was really important for us both to be able to see, oh, look where we went. Yeah. And look where I went because I was making this mean, oh my gosh, if we're not on this boat, this is going to happen and that's going to happen and da 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 And really all that mattered was, oh, hold on, there's a real experience happening right now Mm -hmm. and I'm pushing against it like really strongly because I don't want to let someone else down or whatever else is going on. Mm -hmm. So that was a really raw experience of in that moment, while I can sit here and have this conversation with you and be so like lit up by it and be like, oh my gosh, I wish everybody knew this. That was not available to me in that moment. Totally. Yep. And it would be impossible, I think, because we're human beings for us to have the expectation of always being the being parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's so interesting and important because I have those moments too, trust, <laughs> like, yeah. and will freak out. And I think the, you know, there's shame in that too of yes. like, but I know better than this, but I showed up like that, but that's the yeah. humanness and the act of kind of being gentle with yourself after that and having the conversation right with our kids. That's like, Hey, number one, like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, I, this is why I yelled at you. And I'm sorry that I did. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what was happening for me. And when we explain it, my daughter surprises me all the time because she's like, I totally get it, mommy. Like, and not in like a, 
please stop talking to me way, but in like a she's seeing and understanding. And I think that is like, I want her to know that. So when she's an adult, she can kind of see that too. It's hard to teach awareness, like unless they're experiencing someone being aware. Totally. not in every moment, right? Yeah. And that's exactly right. And I I felt like that too. when When I had that conversation with Ellen afterwards, I was able to explain, look, this is what was happening for me. And she, and I was met with, I totally understand. Yes. And it was like, oh, good. Because if we hadn't had that, mm-hmm. you know, it, I mean, it's like you can't protect them from everything. They have to have the real life experience. And like we say, we are the whole human being with the full range of emotions full and range, responses. <laughs> yep. And I've, you know, 2020, <laughs> we've all had oh. our own experiences, but like I had a breakup during 2020. I had a couple breakups during 2020, but like, and one of my best friends died in the end of 2019. So like my kids saw me cry in 2020 in a way that they have not before. Mm. And I think even that was really important where Violet's like, why, like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And at the beginning of it, she was like, I don't like when you cry. I'm like, okay, Mm. why? Like you're safe. I'm just having feelings. Like they're not about you. I love you. And mommy's sad. And by the end of it, now she's just like, are you about to cry? <laughs> you look a little glistening. like, <laughs> And you know what I mean? Like she can meet it in a different way. That discomfort and that awkwardness, like over time, as long as kids know they're loved yes, and are having their needs met, like it is safe for us to not be perfect all the time and to not oh. be okay and to show up in that way. Yes. And important and required. Yes. yes. So they and know like- that they can have the feelings too. Like, Yes. And I had that the other day. It's funny that you said that because Finn, who is five, Mm -hmm. he literally asked me the other day. And and it's funny because I feel like I'm a very expressive person. Like Mm -hmm. I'm very expressive with my kids, in front of my kids, around my kids. I don't hide my feelings. And he he asked me, he was like, mom, have you ever cried? And I was like, oh, you're so sweet. Like, and like literally all the time, I'm like, yes, of course I've cried. And he's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he was absolutely like shocked. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I remember that feeling as a kid, like seeing my parents cry, especially seeing my dad cry. That was like, oh, you know, and I'm like, wow, it's really important that that is not squashed. And I know that the automatic, again, in that moment of having the choices that are available, when you're feeling big emotions, sometimes it can be like, oh, okay, somebody's walked in, like, just yeah. blot the tears and compose yourself yeah. or excuse yourself, you know, like go to another room. And But hearing him say that when, if you, if we'd have had this conversation before he'd have asked me that, I would have I would never have imagined he would have asked me that. I would have mm-hmm. always assumed he knows that I cry. And to have him ask at five years old, like, do you cry? I was like, yeah. And he was like, I don't want you to cry. I was like, right, oh, right. it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And that moment of like, oh, I, you know, the, I don't want you to cry. I feel like Jack says the same things to me. Jack also yeah. talks about how he doesn't want to die. He wants to be buried in the same box as me. Like there's oh. a lot of like, <laughs> don't leave me stuff. Um, but that the beauty of the moment of like, well, I totally understand you don't want me to be sad and it's okay to have feelings. Yeah. Like is what I feel like I keep coming back to over here. Just that idea of like, it's okay. And I had this really incredible moment with Jack like a day or two ago. He broke his arm um, while at homeschool pod and we went to the hospital and he was so brave. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I said to him a number of times, I'm like, Jack, you are being so brave. Like he really, and I don't care if he cries, but he really wasn't crying. He was talking to the doctors. Like he was just interacting in a confident way. You know what I mean? And I said to him, like when he was doing the x-ray, because we had to leave the room at this point, I'm like, you, when I came back in, I'm like, Jack, you are just being so brave. Like, I'm so proud of you. And this is just like the affirmations, you know, like every morning we say, I am brave. I am strong. I am kind. And he was like, I'm He's like, I'm being brave, but all the doctors are kind. So it's not hard. And I was like, <laughs> I <I'm- laughs> like just the language coming out of the five year old yes. or six year old at this point to me. I'm like, okay, like I know. we I mess up on a daily basis. Like he is mean on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> and something is sticking. Like in the moment yeah. where like he needed to pull on those skills, like they were there. Mm. Isn't it so interesting? Because <laughs> I, I think as well, like, especially when we do this work with clients and for ourselves, 
it's very easy to like, you know, when we do it with adults, it's like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's very like, you know, understood. Like it's understood on a similar level. Whereas when we're doing it with kids, it's really, it is about being it. It's Mm -hmm. not about like, okay, we're going to talk about this now because it's actually, no, I have to be it for them to feel that. And I feel, we were just saying before we hit record that like in this lockdown period, like here in the UK, we're back in this full lockdown again now. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen is that my children have gone from, I mean, they've literally turned into these mini adults. And even Finn at five years old is like so grown up, so like empathetic. It's un unbelievable and I I'm I feel like when I when mine were babies I was very into attachment style parenting and I feel like just that it's probably something along those lines of like all the security of being together so much and we are again so incredibly privileged to have a spacious home outside area food on the table like resourced at home and so much love in our home that it, that has definitely been something I've had to um, like process a lot in this time is how I'm really grateful for what we have yeah. and hyper aware that not everybody is having this experience in this time. Mm-hmm. But knowing that because they're having that in that stable, safe, consistent environment, seeing them thrive through that has been such a gift in this time. Yeah. Yep. 100%. It's so interesting too, because to me, this all just circles back to the beginning, like human being conversation and the building trust and all of that. Because to me, so much of what we're doing is reparenting and showing up for ourselves by, by tapping into the being, we're giving ourselves a chance to just love ourselves and be accepted in a way that maybe we weren't as kids, or at least not all of the time. Um, And that really is, you know, people ask me sometimes, like, how are you so brave? How do you do things? And I don't see it like that because I'm just yeah. in it at this point. You know what I mean? I'm like, what do you mean? This is what people do. You make stuff up. You go yeah. do it. <laughs> like, I decide what I want and then I take action. Like, it's not rocket science. However, when you're living in a body that you don't feel safe in and in a mind mm-hmm. that you don't believe you're safe with yourself, um, yeah. then it looks brave to do things and to take action in a way where you're trusting yourself. And I just think it's fascinating and beautiful to have the opportunity. Like that's all inner work. It doesn't mm. like, I started all of this work too. Like when I think back, you know, I'm a single mom. My ex-husband was in the Navy. He was deployed all the time. Like our resources then versus now were so different, but the accessibility of, you know, reading a book from the library, like that's, mm. that's where this started. You know what I right. mean? It really was like books and then like therapy and mm. then kind of like, it's just consistent small steps of like yes. loving yourself. And right. in, in that the other day too, I said to someone, um, he said to me, like, I wish I could be as brave as you. And I was like, well, A, you can. B, I think you already are. And like, C, you survived this like crazy thing. And he was like, yeah, I survived it. But now I'm like choosing to live. It's different. Mm. And I was like, Oh, okay. So like just all these different levels, like everyone we have, it's dynamic and it never ends. Like, I don't feel like I'm anywhere. You know what I mean? That the beingness and the, oh, this is who I am. And these are my things. Like, it's still just a journey, right? Like the destination really isn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's funny that you talk about surviving like that, or you mentioned that conversation because I know in my, in my own mastermind, we were having a conversation this week. We were talking about words for the year. Mm And, um, somebody was, one of the members was saying like, the only thing that's coming to me right now is survive, which was being made to sound like, well, that's not good. Like, that's not like, mm-hmm. we don't just want to survive. And it was that same positioning of like, what does it mean? And, and one of the other members looked it up, like looked up the definition of survive and about overcoming really hard things. Mm-hmm. And we were like, Ooh, interesting that like, doesn't all mean on the surface exactly it gets to mean whatever we want it to mean and it's just that previous programming of understanding oh well that's a bad thing that that gives it that slant and so it's like we can we can literally be in the same experience but depending on what we're looking at it just looks so different to each other so yep yeah I love that fascinating. I always say too that like you can look at the same set of data and tell 14 very different stories about what's happening. Yes. Like, and so no matter which one you are telling yourself right now, like 
cool, whatever. Like, is it serving you? How do you want to change it? Are you good with it? Like, great. There's no right or wrong. And truth changes over time. So what might be true for you today, that is great. And we can honor it. And when it changes seven days from now or seven years from now, like no problem. We can be with that too. Yes. I love that. And I feel like, um, so you mentioned that your word for the year a few years ago was partnership. Mm-hmm. And when you were describing that and you were describing that like meeting with the highest version of you, my word for this year is devotion. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the intention of that word is very similar to that. It's about devotion to my commitment to self. It's mm-hmm. about devotion to all the things that I say I am and really holding myself to that highest version of that. Mm-hmm. And hearing you describe that was like, oh yeah. Like, and again, even in that, like choosing that word that it didn't even feel like a choice. It just came to me that word, but it's had already. And we're only, are we even in double digits of January yet? No, we're not. <laughs> uh, it's already had so many different meanings because mm-hmm. of the lens through which I look at it. Yeah. So this is one of the things, you know, like this word of the year thing. I don't even remember this from about from about five years ago. I never, ever heard of this before. And now all of a sudden it's like a big thing we all have to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like it's great to have a word, but it doesn't really matter what the word is because 100%. whatever. Yeah. It's like a space holder for yes. intention. Yes. Yep. So interesting. It's so interesting. And even thinking about my words for the last couple of years, like they actually all have very similar meanings, though they're different words. Like I went from partnership. My next year was Erin. And it was really just about like what you remember. Yeah. yeah. And then this past year was star, which was really about embodying, like taking up more space as myself. Right. And then it kind of like not transformed, but it has even more meaning to me now at the end of the year of like what it has meant. And this year going forward is love, which to me is the same as devotion, is the same as partnership and Aaron. And, you know, just like it's all of the space in between the people. Yes. That connection yes. and that like coming back to that because at the end of the day, it's it's love. <laughs> like it, that's it, all we got, the energy, the money. Like, And I feel like I've transformed my relationship with so many things in my life, including money and business, that now it's like, oh, okay, there's no yeah. – like. Now I can just see what's underneath all of that, which is love. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. It brings us back kind of to where we started, which Mm -hmm. is like talking about being all of us. Mm -hmm. Because I know that no matter when you go deep enough underneath, like, okay, so what do you do? And that whole thing of like, well, who do you help and how do you help them? And we do that over and over and over. And we've done a gazillion ICA spreadsheets, (laughs) all the things, every fancy different disguise of doing that what kind of magazines do they read thing we (laughs) when we get deep enough into it it always comes back to what we want for somebody else we want somebody else to experience something because it comes back to love Mm -hmm. which brings us all the way back to what it is to be a human being Mm -hmm. in this world in this lifetime in this moment yep Wow. Couldn't have planned that full circle if we'd have strategized it. That was a good circle. (laughs) That was awesome. I think we should stop there. (laughs) I do have this like feeling that especially because you're holding your microphone, like I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is what we do now. We host a TV show. We have this whole international ocean between us that we get Mm -hmm. to like just bring all the perspectives from both sides of the, both sides of that water. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I feel like this is what all conversations, like I don't know, at least for me, maybe, and I am a weirdo, I'm aware of that, you know what I mean? But like, how do I end up here with everyone? Because I just think it's what we're all doing. Like, yes. you know, if you look at those articles of like, we talked to 50 people like on their deathbeds and the things that meant the most to them were their relationships and were yeah. love, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, that's available here and now too. Yes. And I love, like, I had this moment the other night where I almost felt like it's interesting having different relationships. So I have a romantic relationship right now. And because of that, I can see my relationship with my kids differently. Mm. And I just had this moment of like, oh, my God. And we were talking this off air, too, just like how our daughters connecting with them as they're growing up, they, they offer different like they're becoming different people and they have different perspectives and like they can interact on a friend level and not just like a, 
a needy human who's literally living <laughs> off of your body, you know? Um, <laughs> and just seeing all that and seeing that like, oh, this really is all love everywhere. And like, I'm loving you so that you can go love other people. And how can we, it's like all of the healing work too, that healing doesn't come from, in my opinion, like the fear or the like, Shh, stop crying. It comes mm. from the like, you're safe. I love you. How can I support you? Yes, in yes, all yes. of the relationships, including the one with yourself. Yes. So oh, my God. It to love. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I feel it along the way. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, a strategic person at the same time. It's very interesting. Yes, this is why I love it. But again, it's like you get to be all of it. Yes. Like it, you don't, there's this big myth out there that we have to choose. And I yeah. don't know where we, why we all agreed to this. Yes. I'm seeing a phenomenon right now. So I have something called Human Being Club, right? And our yeah. call the last couple of months have been, it's interesting because as women in business, a lot of times with gender norms and all of that stuff, and when we're running businesses, we lean into the masculine, right? Like we're making decisions in that way. And then my clients tend to want to swing all the way to the other side of the pendulum yeah. to then tap into their feminine. They're like, burn it down. I want to be a card reader. And I'm like, I know exactly where you are. I have been in that place. Like, and like, you're allowed to swing there and like explore it and see how it feels. And my guess is most of the time we come back somewhere in the middle and you learn to embody both of those things. Your strategic mm. gifts are just as wonderful as your feminine intuitive gifts too. And like you get to be both. You get yes. to put whatever you want forward. If you're just selling one of them, like that's allowed. There's no wrong. You're not dishonoring yourself for doing something smart on earth either. Yeah. And at, like stop shaming people. You know what I mean? Like just stop. Like what's working for you? What would be fun? How do you want to move forward? And then let's help you do that versus fitting you into one of these stupid boxes of a uh, here's my done for you coaching program. That's like the seven steps to sell this very specific thing in this perfect way. If that yeah. works for you. Awesome. Again, no shame. But if you need something different, if you need to break it and do it your way, I'm all for that too. Yeah. I'm more for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, like be your own, be your own person. Yeah. When I was doing the, um, the wealth dynamics thing, coming back to the star, one of the things the woman who was doing it said to me, she was like, not everyone's a star though. So you can't, don't try to make people who aren't stars stars. Oh. And, I was, and I was like, thank you, like, thank you for saying that. And like, I know, like, that's very important to me, like that I'm not making people into me. I just want to see you and hear what you desire and then help you go on that path. It's not about me. I don't fucking care. Like, you don't need to be divorced yeah. with two kids and a boyfriend. Like, do you? <laughs> you want my income? Cool. Let's find your way to my income, not my way to my income. Yes, that's exactly it. Oh my gosh. And I feel so, I was just trying to see if I could find my result really quickly while we were talking there before I went, but I don't think I can. I'm really like, I need to know what it is. And I can't find the thing. So it's fine. We'll follow up with this. Yes. Um, I love that. That That is such good advice to like, you know, not try and make everybody like, and I think that is with entrepreneurship and this is a whole other rabbit hole, but I think there was a, there's been a timeline, right? Like, so when I started my business in 2009, there were no marketing gurus, like with like right. gazillions of followers anywhere. There mm -hmm. was, it was just all like people making up the rules and finding things out. And at some stage, somebody decided I'm going to say, these are the steps to blah, 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 like whatever it yes. is, five <laughs> figures, six figures, whatever. And then we all started going, oh, they said they're the steps. So they're the steps. Yes. And now I feel like actually, do you know what? They're the steps for a certain, like yes. that might, that's one path. It doesn't yeah. mean it's not the path and right. it doesn't mean it is the path. It just means it's one path. Yeah. And I think the more that we can understand that, like, and I say this all the time, everything works. Like everything works when yes. your energy is in it, in with what feels true for you, whatever system or guru or whatever you choose is going to work. But mm -hmm. the most important thing is that you are doing what is true for you first. Then yes. you can plug into any old system or strategy. Exactly. And when you, when your relationship with your higher self like is on point, like that's where that knowing comes from, then choose all the strategies you want. Like, and it really is mix and match. Anything can work, but yeah. does it feel right to you? Are you in your zone that like you want to be in? Yes, I know. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've been that person, you know, I've been in that place where I'm like, oh, I'm trying to run the business that I'm, you know, supposed to run that looks like a grown up business. And I'm 
I'm buying the courses and I'm going to the events and I'm trying to like plug into somebody's strategy because I see those people speaking on the yeah. stage saying they've had this amazing result and then making attaching meaning because I didn't have that result like yeah. oh well, this doesn't work for me and and the more I was on this weird path well it's not weird really it's like a normal right. path um, I was on this normal path of buying more and more courses, more and more coaching, more and more advice. And every single thing was stacking up to prove to me, oh, this is not going to work for you. Like that you're maybe you're not cut out for this. Luckily for me, something underneath deeper knew that that was not true. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that experience because now I understand like that is, it's like a rite of passage almost. It, I feel it like. is. Yeah. yeah. I feel like no one could have handed me the blueprint for my business that I have taken. Like there's just not one person I have hired. I have, you know, I've done coaches. I've spent many a dollar on support and I don't regret any of that because I learned a lot about myself and finding my own way and, you know, tidbits of like, oh, okay, I'll take this, but leave the rest. Uh, But for the most part, like the things that I love the most in my business that I make the most money from doing are things that my coaches and advisors have told me not to pursue. Yes. <laughs> which is fascinating to me. I'm like, even Quantum Quarter, which is our like small group. Like when I started that, my coach was literally like, this will never work. Mm. And I was like, okay, holding space <laughs> for, her, for her human. You know what I mean? Because she was humaning yeah. at me. She was yeah. triggered by it. And yeah. that's okay. And it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about how much money it brings in monthly. It's like the relationships, the support, the life-changing friendships. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you have to listen to yourself at some point or you miss out on that stuff. And you yeah. only you can see that because it's so beyond the numbers and it's beyond the spreadsheets. It's really like what, how is it contributing to you as, as a human being? Yeah. And it comes back to the trust yes. because when you trust yourself and you trust that, like, you know, this is what's happening with me even this week where I've started this whole new travel business because it felt like there was a fire for it and it didn't make sense. And I could feel those old stories trying to come in going, oh, you're doing the thing again. And like, you're just like going off down a random path. It's like, it's not a random path. It gets to be part of who I am. And it gets to be that, like, I don't have to just have one box and one like road that I'm on I get to be on all the things and create my whole map and it feels really good to be able to do that so this is perfect timing to have this conversation I am so grateful that we did this you too thank you so much uh, well, I know that people listening who ha- I can't imagine there are people who know me who don't know who you are, but in case there are, where should people come if they would like to connect with you or find out more about you? Where should they go? Sure. So AaronLindstrom.com is my digital home. And as far as social media goes, I spend the most time on Instagram. I'm at Aaron Lindstrom and HumanBeingClub.com is the place to learn about that if that's a thing. I love that. Oh my gosh, that's so a thing. I was hoping you still had that. That's great. <laughs> yes, because it's fun and it feels right and it breaks yes. all of the rules, you know? And that's always enough. Perfect. Yep. Thank mm-hmm. you, Erin. This has been absolutely amazing. It's exactly what my spirit needed on a Friday afternoon and I cannot wait to share this with everybody. So. Me too. Thank you so much. <sighs> I so appreciate spending time with your ears today. (laughs) If you're not already, come and follow me on Instagram. Let's be friends. You can find me at TotallyLaura, where I share behind the scenes, latest updates and freebies, as well as giving you the opportunity to tell me what you want to hear more of here on the podcast. I'll be waiting for you in the DMs.